When we were born onto this earth, we came by way of the flesh. We were born as little babies by the will of humans. Adam disobeyed God. The sin nature came through Adam upon all. For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God because they've gone by their own flesh. That's all you can go by until you're born again. At the time you're born again, you're changed. Therefore, Jesus said you must be born again or you can't see the kingdom of God. You can't see things of God until God reveals them to you. You can't see them of your own mind. I have heard so many people testify that they tried to read the Bible before they were born again and just couldn't understand it. It didn't make any sense to them. Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14, The natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, because they're foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. Without the Spirit of God, you can't see the things of God. It makes no sense. Many people were taken to church as babies. Some are even baptized as babies. Some go forward and are baptized later not having the Spirit of God, and they can't see the things of God. They don't seek the will of God. They go to church because it's the right thing to do. They've been trained that it's the right thing to do. Those who are born of the Spirit of God, those who are born again by the will of God, by God speaking to them, by God changing them, those are the people that are born again. Given the Holy Spirit, now they can see things of God. Now they can read the Bible. Now they can understand it. We might not understand every verse, but we certainly understand many of the things of God because the Spirit of God in us teaches us as God wills. Humans think they can improve by studying by their own will. That's not so. We improve because God gives us His Spirit, and by His Spirit, we overcome our own will of the flesh. So we're born first as flesh, and then some of us later are born of the Spirit of God. Galatians 5 tells us of the works of man. Now, the works of the flesh are manifest. Which are these? Adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, living in superstitions, hatred, variance, emulations, trying out to outdo each other, competitions. Ooh, we love competitions, don't we? That's the work of the flesh. Wrath, strife, seditions, heresies. Envyings, murders, drunkenness, revilings, and such like, of the which I tell you before, as I have also told you in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Humans just love to say 
things like, oh, I know people are basically good. Jesus says none is good but God. Humans are not basically good. Humans live by the flesh. The flesh never improves. There is a basketball player that changed his name to the name World Peace. And he had printed on the back of his jersey, instead of his real name, he had World Peace, for he legally changed his name to World Peace. A few weeks after this, he was suspended from the NBA for fighting on the basketball court. You can't have love without God. You can't have peace without God, without having the Spirit of God. You can have a show of peace. You can have a temporary amnesty, which only flares up again and again and again. You can will not to argue and fight and compete, but that's the nature of man. We overcome the nature of man when God gives us the Spirit of God. That's when we overcome ourselves. That's what really changes us, is God. When we have the Spirit of God and follow Him, Paul says to Galatians 5.16, But this I say then, walk in the Spirit, doing what He wants, what He tells you, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. If you choose to walk in the Spirit after you have the Spirit, you have a way to overcome your own flesh. Romans 8.1 There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. Instead of hating that person, the Spirit in us causes us to care about that person and want to help them, to love that person. You can't hate and love at the same time. It's like light and darkness. You go in a room and you turn on the light and the darkness flees. The flesh is the darkness. The spirit is light and truth, always truth. It's the spirit of truth. So when we have the spirit of God, we now have a control over the flesh. You can make New Year's resolutions all day long and not be able to fulfill them. But when you have the Spirit of God, then you're changed and you can change by following what the Spirit of God speaks to you. So Romans chapter 8 verse 1, There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. Doing the things of the Spirit of God keeps the flesh crucified. When we do what God tells us to do, the results will be things like love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. That's when we're following what the Spirit of God brings to our mind. It, that's the fruit that will come. 
from going that direction. In the New Testament church, we are given the Holy Spirit at the time we are born again by God. Ephesians chapter 1. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ the Word, according as he hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself according to the good pleasure of his will. We see the same thing in Romans eight twenty eight. All things work together for good to them who love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. So people like to say that humans are basically good. That's not what God says. Genesis chapter 6. And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every imagination of the thoughts of the heart of man was only evil continually. The earth was also corrupt before God and the earth was filled with violence. And God looked upon the earth and behold, it was corrupt. It had been changed from the way he created it. It had been changed. Man had been changed because of disobedience. For all flesh had corrupted God's way upon the earth. That's what flesh does. The only thing that has changed between the beginning of creation and now is that the word came in the form of the flesh of man, in the form of Jesus Christ, and died for the sins of the world, so that those who believe on him would be saved and be given the Holy Spirit, which takes you a completely opposite way from the way your own flesh wants to go. Your own flesh wants to tell off the person. Your own flesh has a bone to pick with people, and you figure out ways to pick that bone, to get even with them, to tell them off. That is not the way of God. Love, joy, peace. That's the way of the Spirit of God. But the flesh hates and strives and tries to outdo each other. I used to play duplicate bridge, and as I sat there, I thought, I just can't imagine Jesus or Paul trying to beat people. They were trying to help people. Finally, I I begged God to get me out of this, and he did. But I could see that this just wasn't the way of God. This was the way of the flesh. Emulation is what it's called in Galatians on the works of the flesh. Emulation. That's trying to outdo other people. The flesh wants to outdo other people. The spirit wants to help other people. So there's a big difference between the flesh 
and the spirit. They're totally opposite one from the other. Keeping this in mind, let's return to Romans chapter 8. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do, in that it was weak through the flesh, God, sending his own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh, and for sin, condemned sin in the flesh, that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. When you do what the Spirit of God shows you to do, you fulfill the law. It's not that you look at the letter of the law and do the letter of the law, but you follow the Spirit of God and that, as a byproduct, fulfills the law. It is like throwing a stone into a pond. Ripples are the byproduct. When that pebble, that stone, hits the water, ripples go every direction. When we do what the Spirit of God shows us to do, the fruits are love, joy, and peace. When we do what the flesh shows us to do, the fruits are such things as hatred and strife. So when we walk according to the Spirit, we end up fulfilling the law, though we didn't start out to do the letter of the law. It fulfills the law anyway. It's a byproduct of walking after the Spirit. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the Spirit the things of the Spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can it be. So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. You can't please God by your own will and doing the things that you think up. It is by following the Spirit that we please God. But ye are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit, if so be that the Spirit of God dwell in you. Is the Spirit of God in you? If it's in you and you follow the Spirit of God, you're going to please God. But you can't please God. You can't follow the Spirit unless you have the Spirit of God in you. When you are born again, you are given the Spirit of God to dwell in you. Verse 10 of Romans chapter 8. And if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the spirit is life because of righteousness. But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwelleth in you. Therefore, brethren, we are debtors not to the flesh, to live after the flesh. For if ye live after the flesh, ye will die. But if ye through the Spirit do mortify the deeds of the body, ye shall live. 
We keep the flesh under control when we follow what the Spirit of God shows us to do. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. I have the great privilege at the moment to live in the home of someone who has the Spirit of God. I know she will follow God. I don't have to be telling her what to do. She will hear from God what to do. And most of the time, I simply try not to interfere because I know she has the Spirit of God. And she knows I have the Spirit of God. And we will come to agreement through the Spirit that is in us, which is the Spirit of God, so we can live in peace. But I would hate to try to live with other people who didn't have the Spirit of God to be so difficult. Granted, you might have a mate who does not have the Spirit of God. And in 1 Corinthians 7, we are told that if the unbeliever is content to dwell with the believer, don't put him away. But if the unbeliever is not content to dwell with the believer, Let the unbeliever depart. Don't try to keep him with you or her with you. Let that person depart. And it says a brother or a sister is not under bondage in such cases. You can read this in 1 Corinthians 7. There are some of you who are married to unbelievers. God can make it work. But if that unbeliever depart, let him depart. Don't try to hold her there. But it can work if God makes it work. But if you live with someone who has the Spirit of God, it is just so easy. When you understand how the Spirit operates. The Holy Spirit brings to our mind ideas that are from God. And we read about that in 1 Corinthians chapter 2. The Spirit searches the heart of God to reveal to us those things that are of God. He does that by just bringing to our mind options, showing us a better way to go than the way we were thinking of going. He comforts us by giving us the Word of God. By calling to our memory, things are from the Bible. And then we are comforted in the tribulation that is brought to our mind by humans and by devils. The Comforter, the Holy Spirit, is a helper, great helper, revealing to us the will of God, so we can go forward in faith, knowing that we're going in the will of God. It's a great gift from God, the Holy Spirit. He doesn't make you do anything. He shows you the will of God so that you can go in the way of God. Thank you for allowing me to speak with you today.